Welcome back to It Was All a Stream. This is the special Disney Investor Day mega episode. You made it to the end. This is part four of four where we break down everything coming to Marvel and the MCU in full detail. If you missed parts one through three, you can still catch them for info on Hulu, FX, Star Wars, Disney, and Pixar. On to part four. We are finally at Marvel. And if you thought we've talked a lot, we are about to talk so much about all of the Marvel stuff that came up. Okay. Starting with. Obviously, we know about WandaVision. Yes. That's coming January 15th. Once that comes, we will be doing weekly recaps like we did with The Mandalorian. Very true. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We've had past confirmations that Chiwetel Ejiofor is returning as Baron Mordo and that Elizabeth. Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch would be featured. We now have confirmation that Rachel McAdams is confirmed to return and reprise her role and that it will connect to Spider-Man three in some capacity, but no confirmation that Spider-Man will be in it. And so, so like you want to get into that first? Well, I just think like we talked about that. We talked about the Spider-Man of it all um, in our in our last podcast. Yeah. So I don't think we need to hit that hammer too hard. But with everybody coming back and the success and interestingness of Benedict Cumberbatch and um, Doctor Strange, I think this is a good idea. I'm like ready for this. So finally, the the kind of the biggest news that we heard. Uh, the last week about relating to this movie is that the character America Chavez yes. is going to be a part of the cast. She's played by uh, Sochil Gomez. Um, she's not a very well-known actress. Right. Um, she's been in a couple things. Um, but I wanted to give a little background on who that character is. So we got a lot of information on characters that, throughout all of their announcements that they made for Marvel that a lot of people probably don't know about. And like, even me, like I didn't really know who America Chavez was. Right. So I figure for the Marvel stuff, I'll give some background info and then we could kind of see how we're feeling about it. Okay. Um, so this is courtesy of the rap. Um, aside from a short-lived 2017 solo series, America Chavez has mostly been a side character in the comics, like A-Force, Ultimates, and West Coast Adventures. America Chavez will be Marvel's first big Hispanic hero, as well as an LGBT one. Um, she was originally created by Joe Casey and Nick Tricotta. Um, she first appeared in a 2011 limited series called Vengeance, but where America really found her footing and her comic fan following was in the 2013 series Young Avengers. Uh, she was raised, the character was raised uh, by her mother in a place called the Utopian Parallel a reality that doesn't exist in time and is ruled 
by a being called Demiurge. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce that right. thing's name. <laughs> um, so like the character got her powers of superhuman human strength, speed, flight, and having the ability to create interdimensional portals by separating dimensions. Well, there we um, go. So I think like this is where that's really relevant. She was raised in a parallel universe. She's able to create portals into other dimensions. Um, when she was a young child, her home was threatened. Uh, so her mother sacrificed uh, herself in order to save, uh, in order to save her. Um, and then America created an interdimensional portal so she could escape her home realm. And that's where she ended up in the larger comic book multiverse. I, um, and I think like this is good. I think obviously so we were wondering how they were going to get the interdimensional stuff going, how we were going to get all these spider people into one place. She how could they be were the catalyst for a lot of it. Definitely the catalyst. I support that. I think that's cool. I also like bringing back characters. You know, Marvel's got a deep well. Keep dipping. And this is such an obscure character too. Yeah. That like, true. but like you've look, you look and you see what they've done with obscure characters, and it's just like that's right. How how can you not look no further than Guardians? Absolutely. All right. We also got a trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I watched um, this trailer. This looks cool. So it does. It, it's basically described as a cinematic experience um and it's basically a marvel studios movie that plays out over six episodes obviously we have uh anthony mackie coming back as sam wilson we have sebastian stan back as a winter soldier um daniel Bruhl is coming back and reprising his role as helmet zero or sorry not zero zemo yeah. Um, Emily Van Camp is coming back as Sharon Carter, otherwise known as I, Agent 13. They're, they're sprinkling in all the necessaries in a side character show. I, I think it's I think it's cool, but also like he gives him the shield at the end of it. Spoiler alert. Right. So, so here's here's some interesting tidbits though. Some stuff that was revealed in the trailer, some stuff that are just casting confirmations. Right. So an actor named Wyatt Russell, he is playing John Walker, a.k.a. U.S. agent. So in the comics, John Walker was a former United States Army soldier who was originally right. known as the Super Patriot, a villain who was the dark reflection of Captain America and his views on patriotism. Walker right. later took over the mantle of Captain America after Steve Rogers abandoned the role. After Rogers reassumed the role of Captain America, Walker became a government operative codenamed U.S. agent. Right. Now, the synopsis of this series suggests that in, in the series, the character John Walker, although Sam Wilson, the Falcon, was chosen by Captain America to take over the mantle the U.S. government does not choose him and chooses John Walker instead to be Captain America. So that could be a cool dynamic. If that's going to be a storyline, then I, yeah, I'll go down that road with them. Like that would be a cool dynamic, cool storyline. And then we have to deal with that. Also, we have to deal with them essentially revoking the shield and all the drama that goes along with that. I'm curious. 
We're also getting the return of uh, Batrock, who first appeared in Winter Soldier. He's the the guy on the yes. ship that Captain America first fights. And this was a funny note. And in, in my, I did like way too much research for this. So in the comics, Batrock is better known as Batrock the Leaper. Okay. Who whose portrayals have varied quite discernibly from being a formidable, unarmed combatant able to meet Captain America on an equal footing to a comic relief figure with an exaggerated French accent and literal mustache twirling. Literal. Clearly we're going towards the, the latter or the former with uh, you know, him being taken seriously. Um, And finally we had a reveal that Aaron Kellyman, she was actually, um, I forget her character's name, but she was in Solo. Solo. She was the, the redheaded girl with the, yeah, the vaguely, mask. Right. Um, that she, like you thought she was a villain the whole time and she ended up being a good guy. So she is playing Flag Smasher. So in the movie, um, she's playing the leader of the Flag Smashers. We don't know if she's the Flag Smasher. Got it. In the comic books... Flag Smasher was basically meant to be the antithesis of Captain America and everything that Captain America stands for, right? So Cap was seen as the symbol of patriotism. Uh, Flag Smasher is the polar opposite. Um, Wants anarchy and doing away with like nationalism and all that stuff. Um, The character in the comics, uh, started a group called ultimatum and the whole point of ultimatum was just to just create chaos and do terrorist attacks and and the like so this kind of seems like they're doing a bit of a play on that um where again flag smasher it seems like i know they're bringing back zemo but this seems like they might be the group and the flag smashers is is well i always like like let's put it this way I like a 007 Spectre group. I like a group that has an agenda that's working and you have like different leaders of that group that essentially get taken out by the good guys and then another one rises and we've got to deal with that, a Hydra of it all. Since we're kind of past Hydra, I like this concept and I'm in on this. Yeah, I'm down for it too. I'm down for it too. Um, All right. We have, again, Disney is sticking to its guns and insisting that Black Widow is going to be a theatrical release. It's still slated for May 7th, but we don't know. So again, like going over some of the characters, because we don't have much new to talk about Black Widow, but we haven't really talked about who some of the characters are that are going to be appearing. So like we've mentioned um, in the past that Florence Pugh's character, Yelena Belova, is going to be appearing in uh, another movie that I'm forgetting what it was, but we talked about it recently. Um, In the comics, Yelena is a spy who was trained in the Red Room, which is where Black Widow was trained. Uh, Assuming the Black Widow alias, Belova was sent to kill Natasha Romanoff, uh, but later became an ally of hers. Um, Your boy, David Harbour, he's playing the Red Guardian. In the comics, he was a Soviet Union pilot who was rescued by 
someone during World War II and trained by the KGB like to become the second Red Guardian. Um, he was also the former husband of Natasha Romanoff. Um, in Black Widow, he instead um, is the former hu- husband of Melina Vostokov, who is Rachel Weiss's character. Right, which, again, all in all, I think this is good stuff. I like this. David Arbor's going to do a good job. Doesn't need to be a theatrical release. We're, we're doing this as a favor to Scarlett Johansson. Um, you know, you know my feelings on this. Like, it's just, this is exactly the type of thing that you release to streaming services. Yeah, well, uh, they're, they're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to stick with with that theatrical release mistake um, did you watch the loki trailer i did watch the loki trailer and what I'm were your th- what that. were your thoughts on My what thoughts? was going on with it because apparently like we're getting it's going to be a crime tr- a thriller right we've got owen wilson in there yes obviously we have tom hiddleston just being great again so Owen Wilson was a very interesting addition, which I love. Tom Hiddleston has done, made a famous uh, Owen Wilson um, impression. So that was a cool thing. But also on a, on a, like I liked at the end, he's standing there and he's kind of got these like lunatic followers, but he's got a political badge on. Right. So it looks like he's either going to impersonate some politician or run for something himself or yep. whatever it is. But it just, it has the feel of like old school antics comedy that I'm ready for. Like, I think this is going to be really fun. I'm with you. Um, a couple of notes from the trailer. So Owen Wilson, his character is uh, Mobius M. Mobius. So this character is a member of the Time Variance Authority. So that's that symbol that you saw on a lot of the people's shirts, like when they're in that like kind of like old school office building and stuff like that. Um, so this is from comicbookmovie.com. So in the comics, his job is to keep track of different timelines, determining whether they should be allowed to continue or not. History is brief, but he did tangle with the Fantastic Four. Um, That's a genius was, concept. He was forced to arrest them for repeatedly interfering with the timeline through the use of Doctor Doom's time travel technology. Um, so he, that's interesting too, because maybe that introduces Fantastic Four in some capacity. Very possible. Um, obviously, they're leaning into the time travel stuff because that's what happened. I'm sure what's the start of this is that. You know, Loki escapes due to the Avengers going back in time to collect the Infinity Stones. And so now he's got to be under some sort of trial with the Time Variance uh, Academy or whatever they are, association. Um, And they have to determine whether or not he's going to still exist. Yeah. So he's got to prove himself there. I'm sure he does a little escape. I'm sure they give him missions. I like this. This is a workable concept and all workable actors too. Yep. We're also going to be getting, you have him uh, disguising himself as DB Cooper, which was interesting. Um, kind of funny. Yeah. We're seeing kind of variances in um, 
in the timeline where you have a black Thor. Um, there's reference to the organization Roxon, which is apparently a, bi- a big thing in the comic books. Um, there's a lot to digest. You also get um, a little bit of a hint. A lot of people are thinking there's a scene where he's kind of in a church and there's a stained glass behind him and there's yeah. a picture of a demon and they say that they think that this figure is possibly Mephisto, who is a, a big yes. villain in the comic books. Which would be awesome. He's essentially the devil. Right. But in the comics, he's called Mephisto. Yes, for to make it less scary. But yes, right. that's true. So like kind of how like, you know, the, the Asgardians are a play on Norse mythology. Mephisto is the evil play on different, you know, religion, mythology, stuff like that. It would be tremendous. We received a trailer. I'm going to throw, oh. I'm going to throw out just a quick little bit of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go for it. No, I was going to say if if Bono plays Mephisto, that would be fun because he used to have a onstage presence character called Mister Macphisto, who was kind of like an evil <laughs> character, and I just think that'd be a fun bit of like over overlap. That is interesting. I didn't know that. We got a trailer for the animated What If series. This is in the vein of they used to do in the comic books, the old school comic books where they would kind of say, oh, well, what if this happened instead of this in our comic book stories? And they would do kind of like little one-offs of variations of these. So that's in this vein. It's an animated series that's coming in Disney Plus mid-2021. We have confirmation that uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming still july 9th 2021 it wrapped right. filming um we're officially getting the man the mandarin um, official mandarin no nonsense yeah no nonsense so like we there's a history of the 10 rings within the mcu because in the first iron man they appear because they're the ones who kidnapped tony stark originally Um, And then they come back into play in Iron Man three, except it's a hoax. It's, it's not actually the 10 rings, but it's made to appear that it's a, the 10 rings are causing all these, this craziness. And they, the organization actually, you know, causing a bunch of what seem to be bombings are actually experiments gone wrong with human beings exploding. Um, They've hired an actor Trevor Slattery, who is played by Ben Kingsley, to pretend that he's the Mandarin and make all these pretend videos taking credit for right. these quote-unquote attacks that aren't actually attacks. And I hope they bring Ben Kingsley back because he is good. I do too. I do too. Yeah, he'd do something interesting. Um, we got a kind of a, a teaser reel of the Miss Marvel series that's coming. She's played by a relative newcomer. Um, just the, the, that character, a little background on her in the comics. She's a huge superhero fan. And in, in the comics, she's a, an inhuman, which isn't really something that's touched on that much in MCU. I think they tried, they tried. to do a series and it didn't work. Never works. Um, a couple times. 
So she's she be she gains polymorphic powers. So essentially, she's kind of like Mister Fantastic, where she could kind of morph her body in different ways. Um, and she, because she, her bi- she's the biggest fan of Captain Marvel and Carol Danvers, she decides to name herself Miss Marvel. I like it. Could be interesting. She's also confirmed to be appearing in the Captain Marvel sequel. That's what they announced um, as well. We don't need a Captain Marvel sequel. I'm against. It was just, here's, I'm going to tell you the problem. They squeezed in Captain Marvel and they never should have. They took away all of the hard work that the other characters have done by introducing their version of Superman, essentially. And then she doesn't do anything. And then she doesn't do anything. Tell me, tell me that in the scene when people are disappearing, okay? Like he snaps, people are disappearing, and then you see um, Samuel L. Jackson look, you know, he's like, oh, I got to send a message and blah, blah, blah. And he looks at his pager. Tell me that when the image of Captain Marvel showed up on the pager, you weren't wishing that the number four showed up. Oh, I mean, of course, but I don't think they had it yet. They didn't have the rights yet. That's what kills us. We're going to get to news on that. So we got some more information. Again, just confirmation that Eternals is coming. Um, That's got a crazy cast. I mean, we won't get into who the Eternals are. Uh, Essentially, like, they're ancient aliens um, who have lived for, like, thousands of years. We get Richard Madden from Game of Thrones. He plays Rob Stark. We're getting a jacked-up Kumail Nanjani from The Big Sick. He's, like, if you've seen him lately, he is, like, shredded now. It's shredded. It's absurd. Um... Brian Tyree Henry, Salma Hayek, uh, Angelina Jolie, and Kit Harrington is playing Dane Whitman, aka the Black Knight, who apparently is a big deal in the comics. Very true. I think I his character that. is kind of funny. I don't know how that's that's an obscure character. When it I was looking obscure. up who he is, that was that's obscure. Big deal, but obscure. Well, here's all I'll say on this. I would walk through six miles of razor wire to stand in Selma Hayek's garbage. Like, I am ready to watch her in a show. Well, it's going to be a movie. In a movie on the big screen, (laughs) I am so ready. Hawkeye. Kate Bishop has been confirmed. Look, we talked about this on the last podcast with Kate Bishop. I referenced uh, Edge of 17. She did a great job. She seems like a good actress. She can emote. I think Hawkeye has paid his dues and deserves a shot. I probably would have, like, I would have maybe nixed some of this other stuff that they're doing in favor of, like, let's put him on the screen and see if it works or not. Yeah. But I like it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Give it a shot. Hawkeye, I just watched um, Age of Ultron. Because I'm doing my yeah. rewatch, Hawkeye really just struggles a little bit. 
he struggles. I, I but his series will be good. Like so, some background on Kate Bishop uh, in the comics. She accepted the alias of Hawkeye from Clint Barton, who was dead at the time. Uh, and when Barton was revived by Scarlet Witch, uh, right. they started to work with each other, sharing the Hawkeye alias. Um, we're also uh, an interesting thing when I was looking stuff up. Oh, one. This is the series that Florence Pugh's uh, Yelena Belova from the Black Widow series is going to be appearing in. But also there's a character called Echo who's going to be in this. And the only reason why she's interesting is because in the comic books, she apparently was originally Ronin. So like we see Clint Barton as Ronin, uh, Hawkeye as Ronin in Avengers Endgame. But in the comics, he actually wasn't Ronan. It was whoever Echo is. So right, right, might right. be interesting. I don't know what they're going to do with her in this series. Um, Tatiana Maslany officially cast as She-Hulk. Interesting. In the She-Hulk series, we are also getting Tim Roth coming back and reprising his role as the abomination from the, uh, the incredible Hulk movie. Here's what's good about this. He's coming back it's and Mark Roth. Ruffalo is going to appear as well as Bruce Banner. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, the, the abomination, the effects and the, and the decisions made at that time were piss poor, but Tim Roth is going to give you something like if they do it, and they rework the abomination so it's more hulky and you you can emote and you get a face and you get tim roth in there that's gonna work yeah i'm with you i'm with you i i, I think it's like that movie wasn't great but like i'm fine with it an interesting yeah. note um on the abomination apparently in the comics he's incapable of transforming back into human form Right. But in the movie, they originally intended to, there to be a post credit scene um, showing Tim Roth's character as a human again, imprisoned and chained in a containment box, um, but it ultimately wasn't filmed. So it'll be interesting to see whether they decide to just keep him as a giant monster or that he can change back and forth. Um, notes on She-Hulk in general. She's a lawyer, Jennifer Walters. Right. And they do confirm that she will be a superhero lawyer in this show. So you will probably see cameos of other heroes, which could be kind of cool. Could be very um, cool. But in the comics, she she's injured. She, and she has to receive an emergency blood transfusion from her cousin, who happens to be Bruce Banner, and acquires a milder version of his Hulk condition. His hulkiness. So I wonder how much of that they're actually going to keep. Like, is she going to be Mark yeah. Ruffalo's Bruce Banner's cousin or like, how are they going to do that? I'm curious, but I think it all works. Like I'm curious. And, and here's a great example of what we were discussing in our last podcast of, you know, female led characters and all that other stuff. You know, she Hulk is totally legitimate and, oh, yeah. and absolutely worth seeing on the big screen and deserves her shot you know, or seeing on a serialized version as well. Like that makes sense to me. I'm glad they're doing this. This is perfect. Moon Knight. Yeah. Again, was confirmed. Oscar Isaac is starring. This was interesting. I wanted to give you a little background on Moon Knight. I didn't know much about Moon Knight. 
Mm-hmm. So he's a former mercenary who becomes right. a vigilante with multiple personalities. Yeah. Which is like a weird twist on that. It's a weird twist. I was twist. like, what is that? Like he's he's got multiple personality disorder and he's a superhero? It's like they're just giving him something to do. Like that's what that that's I about. I guess. But apparently, you know, it's he's been on in the comics, been on the Defenders, West Coast Avengers, and other groups, but always left due to his inability to play well with others. Right. So and probably having multiple personalities doesn't isn't conducive to being a part of a team. Very much so. It could be a weird twist in in a ser- in the hands of the MCU. I I'd, I would like to see how they make it all work. Could be curious. So there was long rumored a Nick Fury show coming to us. It's not exactly that, this. but. It's confirmed we are getting a Disney Plus series called Secret Invasion, which stars Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury and stars Ben Mendelsohn as whichever scroll he was. That's um, right. Which apparently Secret Invasion, it's based on arguably the biggest crossover event in Marvel yep. Comics in the last yep. 20 years outside of Civil War. Um, yes. It was basically a crossover storyline um, that uh, involved a subversive long-term invasion of Earth by the Skrulls, who are a group of alien shapeshifters who secretly replaced a bunch of the superheroes in the Marvel Universe with imposters over a period of time um, prior to their overt invasion. Which that could be kind of cool. Is going to be really cool. And, and apparently like, this yeah. series is going to connect to larger MCU films. As well it should. I was going to say, that would be a great storyline for Phase 4. Like, I like that. And I love that they, they mentioned that the tagline, the promotional tagline for the event was, who do you trust? So it's like, who do you, <laughs> yeah. who do you think is a... Literally, it could be anyone was infiltrated and it could be a scroll posing as a significant superhero. That could be like really interesting storyline and impactful across the entire MCU. Most deaf. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. They're getting weird. Like we thought like Guardians of the Galaxy was weird. They're getting weird with these real weird. Ironheart is coming. Another Disney Plus series. Ironheart. This is Riri Williams. Riri. She is the character who essentially takes up the mantle as Iron Man, but instead of Iron Man, she's Ironheart. So in the comics, apparently, you know, she builds her own suit of armor. Right. Based off of Iron Man's suit and is one of the only people who was actually able to recreate it even though it doesn't work she comes so close that it actually impresses tony stark when at some point tony because of course all the superheroes in the comics at some point they can't continue on or they die or whatever Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. so she takes over for him um and what's the reason why this is really interesting is because 
when she creates her actual suit, her Ironheart suit, the AI voice that's in it is Tony Stark's voice. Good. That makes sense. That's what they should have done in Spider-Man. In the series, we might, it opens up the possibility that we're going to have Robert Downey Jr. voicing the, the AI. It's about time. You're not going to get him, you know, reviving and being Tony Stark, but you might get his voice as the this AI. Is exactly that could be really cool. Fine. Absolutely. This is a good way to go with that. Continuing with uh, the Tony Stark theme and Iron Man theme, there's also going to be an Armor Wars series. This is going to star Don Cheadle as... Um, as uh, War Machine, obviously, continuing his role. Um, this was a really, really famous storyline. Probably the most famous Iron Man storyline from the comics where Iron Man realizes that his designs for his armor are being used by villains. Right. And he kind of goes off the, like, becomes a little unhinged and goes overboard trying to prevent people from stealing his designs and stuff so much so that he's like kicked out of the Avengers and like all this stuff and war machine in the comic is helping him with his mission. Um, so it's interesting. This is going to again, follow what happens when Stark's tech falls into the wrong hands. But obviously instead of Tony Stark being the one to pursue it, it's going to be war machine. I like this, and I think you know it's it's good they're giving him something to do. Like yeah, he deserves it, absolutely. And they're again they're taking. Listen, this being Iron Man's most famous storyline, like it might have been nice seeing an actual Iron Man movie of this. But you know, I don't mind them like again, like kind of being weird with it and doing a twist, and you know making something out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Well, next Christmas is going to be truly special because we're going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yes. We have not had a true holiday special of this type since the Star Wars holiday special, which is notoriously terrible, but I love it. I guess it's technically not next Christmas. It's going to film while shooting the third movie. um, And it's going to premiere the holiday following the, the third movie's release. I'm good with it. I still think it's going to be amazing. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be great. And James Gunn is going to be writing and directing that as well. Um, We're getting an, I am Groot animated series of shorts featuring baby Groot. See, that, those are shorts um, I'll get behind. Now, this was big news. So, Thor, Love, and Thunder, we know about. We know who's in the cast. Yeah. But Christian Bale's character has been confirmed to be Gore the God Butcher. Oh. So, in the comic books, Gore the God Butcher, he exists on a planet that's, you know has harsh conditions and gore is praying that his wife and child that he can get them through this tough time and it's a planet that is um like 
very much into religion and the, the gods, right? right? They they think that the gods will save them and all of that. And Gore's family ends up dying. Right. And because he no longer believes, he's kind of chastised by his community. And he he goes off on his own. And he uh, decides that he is going to get his revenge on the gods. He somehow requires a weapon called uh, All Black, the Necrosword. The Necrosword. Which is a... In the this is where I mean you think this is weird it gets really weird apparently it's a sword but also a symbiote so like the venom thing so that's why he gets he gets a bunch of power along with it being a sword and he spends two thousand years wreaking havoc on godlike creatures beings before he gets to the Asgardians yes. But the Asgardians are now living on Earth. Yes. And in the comics, I guess they that's where he encounters Thor. Okay. Because he encounters him on Earth. So I'm ready for that because that would be kind of a cool thing. It, I mean, it's already also, like a badass name for a villain. It's a badass name. It's a great concept. And Christian Bale, like he has his moments of being like a jerk or kind of weird, but he always gives you 110%. I'm excited to see him play a true villain too yeah and this villain it seems like it's going to have that like this might be one of the memorable villains that we get in the vein of like a killmonger yes or or something like that that we don't really get too much from marvel movies it's true this would be a nice yeah nice thing blade is still coming that's all they basically said to us we have a name for the Ant-Man sequel that will close the trilogy. Right. Called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Which is a very Ant-Man Paul Rudd name. <laughs> very. Everyone's returning. And again, they confirmed, which is kind of the biggest surprise, yeah. is that Jonathan Majors is playing Kang the Conqueror. Kang. This is a huge deal because people think that he was basically going to be this, the the next three phases, Thanos. Yeah. Like he's a huge, huge character in the MCU. I was doing a lot of looking up. He's got such a weird background because he's like, he's focused on time travel. And again, we're getting those themes throughout all these new movies. We're getting multiverses and we're getting time travel. And different dimensions are being created because of time travel. So like his character's background is like, he's got like five different backgrounds in the comics because of the amount of times he's traveled back and forth in time. Right. And apparently he gets in trouble a lot with the time variance association. So that's a nice time. So there's a link to the Loki series as well. And he may or may not be one of the statues that you see in that Loki trailer. Like, I think he might be. I think it's a great, again, a great way to include that kind of thing. I'm, I, I, it's a cool idea. Last two bits, and then we have made it through Disney Talk Investor Day. Black Panther 2. As we alluded to in the past, we now have confirmed that 
Marvel is officially not recasting T'Challa. They're going to go with, yeah. They're going to continue to explore the Black Panther world and other characters in that universe. But in order, I guess they feel like it's honoring to ch- it's honoring Chadwick Boseman by not recasting T'Challa. I, I can support that. I don't see a problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with it because I'm like, I understand if it's like for this next movie, you don't do it. Like, obviously, because mm. that's fine. Yeah. Like you, you want to at least give, give people some time. Um, but maybe it's me being selfish or whatever it is, but I feel like, like, T'Challa's story is not finished yet. No, it's wild. Like all we got was one Black Panther movie, and there's so much more of that story to tell. And from what it seems like, they kind of made it seem like they will never recast it, which mm. sucks because that means we're never going to get him in a movie again. Sure. Which would be a shame because there's so, 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 so much more to tell. Yeah, but they're keeping it in the family. They're going with her. She can tell that kind of story from that perspective. It also keys in a woman. I, you know, there's there's elements here. I get what you're saying, but it makes sense. Finally. Finally. Fantastic Four. I'm so is ready. In development. And we have John Watts directing, who is the director of the spider-man trilogy well, this most recent stuff. spider-man trilogy right good thing. that's it that's all we know we don't know anything else uh, well, it's in early what, development here's what we know what we know is that they would be crazy to have anything to do with the remake fantastic four the one with the kid from oh the they, won't. Movie. they won't they right. won't they won't they won't i'm telling you they won't do it, but I'm, and, and I guess they can't now because uh, Chris Evans is uh, Captain America. But that cast was perfect. And those movies, for when they were made, were pretty darn good. They were, all, then, yeah, they weren't bad. We, because what happened, what people need to realize is those movies were good, but it was shortly after that that Marvel kicked it into high gear. And we got used to all the good stuff. And then we were like, oh, look at this. This is corny and crap. But a year ago, that's all we had. We were happy for it. And that's why we were, but that's kind of why we were happy for it. We didn't know how good we could have it yet. Right. But I'm saying, take those people, bring them back, bring that concept back. back. (sighs) They're not bringing those actors back. It's going to be a whole new cast. It's going to be a whole new thing. I'm fine with it. Like, it's fine, you know. I'm fine with it. But they, here's the thing: don't make them. It's going to be so good. They're not going to make them kids. They're going to make, make them. them the they're going to go back kids. to its roots. Like they yeah. even said in the announcement, Marvel's first family, yes, is, is back and is coming. Like, yes. go back to those roots. Like that's exactly right. They the roots, obviously, John. You know, the Human Torch. He's younger. He's the younger brother right. of Sue he's Storm. The younger brother. But Sue Storm and and Reed Richards, they are older. 
characters, you know, they get married pretty early on in the series. So like Mm. they're, they're older. So is, um, the thing Ben Grimm, who's Reed Richards, best friend from college. Like, so they're in the same age range. I don't think you need to make them young, 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 like they did in the fantastic four bomb remake that they did. Um, children. I'm super excited for this. I can already see the trail of things that could lead to kind of um, hints at their arrival. You see it with the Loki series, just with that whole um, time travel organization, because they have a history in the comics with the Fantastic Four, you have Kang the Conqueror in Ant Man, which Kang the Conqueror was, uh, you know, in the comics again. Like from all the research I did, apparently he was a long descendant of Mister Fantastic. Yes. That was one of his origins. So there's ties there. Um, you're just the, the interdimensions and stuff like that. That's a big thing with the, the fantastic four comics and their origins. They were always traveling to different dimensions and this, they were almost like all going in the if right they direction. give me like a giant, like family adventure movie with the fantastic four, just traveling and exploring a new dimension. Like you're ready. That would be awesome. Like that's a direction they could go. I, yeah. I think they could do, awesome awesome stuff with it i can't wait till they cast it that's true it's gonna be the teats so interested to see who they're gonna get to play these people Mm. um i'm sure it's gonna be great i'm like i'm convinced that they are going to do an awesome awesome job with with these characters because yeah the the originals were passable but like we deserve a great fantastic four movie we deserve it we deserve it yes We've waited. We put the Fantastic Four IP in the hands of people who couldn't make any use of it. It's finally back home. Like, we deserve it. It's going to be my time now. That's right. Yes. That's right. I can't wait. I can't wait. Neither can I. We made it to the end. We made it through. We this did is going to be a this monster episode. A, either a monster episode or like a crazy three-parter. I haven't decided how I'm going to – like I got to somehow out. edit this. I don't yeah. know how it's going to go. Listen, we tried something new today. I told you this was going to be dense and we had a lot to go over. Dance. I hope towards the end we didn't rush through the Marvel stuff because that was no, like the biggest part. But I think we covered all of it. Comprehensive look. Um, I hope you stuck with us. This was fun at the very least. Me and you, we got to talk about a bunch of stuff that we like talking about for a couple hours. And, uh, you know, maybe this was a giant waste of our time, but whatever. It was, it was (laughs) enjoyable. Yeah. It's good stuff. We needed it. Uh, our poor two listeners who are going to listen to this, they are, it's, it's going to be a lot of us this week. A whole lot of us and our voices. That's what people Um, need. I'm probably not going to speak for at least a full 24 hours. My my voice is going to show on me. Um, But again, thank you guys for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Obviously, we're very excited about all the news that we received. We are going to be back with our regularly scheduled episode 
next week. Uh, we will be doing the season finale of The Mandalorian. We are going to hit you with some of our favorite uh, Christmas movies. Just in time for this will be the episode right before Christmas. Uh, we'll probably do some rolling or trolling. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of news coming along. And we are going to do, instead of suggested for you, we are replacing it this this next episode with Die Hard. Die Hard. Which we're super excited for. Um, stay tuned. Please, if you like what you're hearing, like, subscribe, do that whole thing. Leave a nice review if you have something nice to say. We really appreciate it. True. Um, hopefully we're going to get some more listeners soon. Um, you can find us anywhere. You can find podcasts. You could find us on Neil's website, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number two, thescreen.com. Neil, what do you have to say to the people? I have to say... Stream on, y'all.